Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Yes, indeed. We are ready for your uh, real estate type of questions by phone and by text. Same number applies. 651-989-9226 for both the phone and the text. Chris and Andy, good morning. Good morning. How was your week, respectively? (laughs) It was good. Yeah. It was good. I'm just, I'm thinking about the old days when we used to have a, uh, introduction that was like three minutes long. Yeah, we, we, we got to talk. We didn't have time already. for the show. Yeah. The, the intro All would start. Like, Whoa. Yeah, go get a cup of coffee while yeah. the intro's running. Gosh, we got to talk. <laughs> but oh we gosh. shortened it up so you, you guys have more time. Apparently yeah. we're more professional now. Yeah. So. Yeah, right. yeah, I'll tell you what. The last couple of weeks have been real slow. Um, I think for showing wise, and mm-hmm. we have listings kind of all over the spectrum. But in the last like three days, all of a sudden showing started pouring in. So hmm. you know, I, I think what's I've always thought what's interesting about this show is what it's typically people find out about a month later yeah. of what we're talking about right now because we're seeing it obviously in real time yep. and all the stats <laughs> got to come out to be able to kind of look at it. Um, and so the papers will do it. And I think we're going to find that October was kind of slow. There, no doubt. I, yeah. I think that there's um, a crowd. And I always ask because I, you know, just for the listeners too, I like to take a kind of a general consensus of the people I'm working with and how are you doing and are you busy? And, you know, you get the the always optimistic person, oh, I'm doing great, we're busy, busy, busy. And it's like, and, and what's interesting, though, is the consumers that ask you, how are things going? It's going great, right? And then you're waiting for that. And I say, yeah, you know, con- all things considered, what's going on in the economy and what's going on in the world, I think that there's still a lot of people that appreciate the opportunities that are out there. The cost of money is reasonable. But I said, you know, there's a lot of people that are also kind of burnt out on looking for houses, that under 350 crowd. I mean, you you – Look for so long, and I, I actually do think if there was any kind of a version of a, a small housing bubble in the Twin Cities, it's the under 350s because I think there's so much competition and so much pressure that, you know, they've inflated those numbers because of demand, of course, right? Supply and demand, the old economics 101. So um, I think that that's been softer. Now, the other side of it, when I say if you're going to be over 350, especially over 500, I said there's some exceptional values out there right now where people are – more than fair with doing really decent price reductions, saying, hey, we want to get rid of it before the end of the year. That crowd's not afraid of saying, hey, let's drop at 50 or 100,000, let's go. And that uh, goes right in your bottom line. So, Which is also affecting a lot of other sellers, you know, when yeah. people make that decision and make that move. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's you, – you, you have to weather that storm <laughs> or you have to go with that storm. And when people um, – you know that you're competing against because mm-hmm. obviously there's your house is not the only mar- house on the market in your price range that you're competing against other people and all of a sudden they do a sharp decrease everyone starts thinking well you should do one as well yeah you know to be able to get their house and I always tell people you know we got to look at the the whole market in general uh-huh. um, I think people really judge everything because of what they know and that's what they're seeing that's happening on their house and they're not getting any showings mm-hmm. you know and so but. What they don't know is the other people aren't getting showings either. Right. So then if you're talking about like reducing a price, 
you know, what are you, are you reducing it to kind of get that segment going? Are you reducing it to get it into another segment? Right. You know, or do you just wait so, that out? So what you're saying is a reduction always doesn't make sense. And, you know, right. and that's it's interesting that you say that because I, I, I agree with that 100 percent and that there's I always use the analogy of fishing. And I always say, you know, you're out in the pond or the, the lake. And I say, if you're not getting any bites, you might as well go in and go back, you know, in the evening when it, the, the bite's on. Or you just sit there all day long waiting for a fish, and and it's the same thing. Some people go on the market and just sit and sit and sit and sit, and so you assume there's something wrong with their style of fishing. They could have the best equipment, the best you know worms in the world on the hooks, and they're just not catching that fish right now because the fish aren't there. That is what I think we're talking about a little bit. Is there's being aware of what kind of a market we're in, being aware of the idea that this time of the year things do um, people are distracted. As we I guess is a better way to say it. Um, you know, if it's worldly events or if it's economics, but everybody that wants, it seems like they, in the paper say this, if everybody that wants a job has a job, rates are really low. And it's like, so, so what's, what's the holdup, right? Yeah. But it, it, and it goes in uh, segments too. And I think end of September, beginning of October was really good. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden that whole middle of October just kind of just really slowed down. And I, I see it starting to pick up again. Mm-hmm. Um, Typically in our marketplace, you know, that goes until about Thanksgiving. Right. You know, and then some at that point, a lot of people make the decision, well, you know what, it's going to be holiday season. Let's get it off. Mm-hmm. But people are still looking for houses. <laughs> so oh, right. um, and some will bring it up until Christmas. Some people will bring it right through. So um, I think you just got to really, um, and what I tell my clients is it's, hey, are, are we positioned right? I mean, mm-hmm. are are we in the right thing? And it's just not the buyers that are coming in. Right. I mean, then there's a decision to make. Hey, mm-hmm. should we just wait? Should we take it off and wait until next spring? You know, I still think um, we just put a couple more on this week, and uh, I was bullish in doing that and thinking, hey, yep. I think we've we've got an opportunity. This is something that's not on the market. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a I know there's a text that just came in, and uh, it said, if I don't need to sell, should I put my house for sale now or wait until spring? Estimated price. It's in Minneapolis at two hundred and fifteen thousand. You you pick the date you want to close. I mean that right. that kind right. of a property sells pretty fast, guys. I mean I think that there's no question. But you know what's interesting is like what you're talking about. Like it's there's this weird kind of are we in a neutral market? Are we in a buyer's market? A seller's market? We've we've kind of looked at that and we base that as an industry based on how many you know uh, months on market. You know and we Chris we've talked about that before under. Six months of market time is is generally considered to be a buyer's market. You get into that, you know, six or seven months, it's considered neutral. It's a real tight bubble. Then over that, it's considered to be actually. Uh, yeah, you meant, you meant it's a seller's oh, market. Oh, excuse me. Yeah, yeah, it's a seller's market. And then yeah. it goes into what they call a buyer's market. Yeah. And so we've been in a situation where temporarily it feels like we're in a buyer's market, but on paper it shows we're not. So I think that's why if, you, if you're listening and you're like, what's happening in the marketplace right now? It's just it's a little confusion, I think, what's going on. And then uh, we're still adjusting uh, the real estate world is adjusting, going back to cyclical seasons where we were used to, hey, a rate drop, the Fed hits a rate drop, and everybody goes out and buys a new house or whatever, and we don't see that anymore. It's, that's Which is really interesting is because this week, I'll tell you what, we've got the Feds are sitting there, and if you read the articles on these guys, they're really confused on if they want to drop rates or not. They think they need to, but they look at all the factors, and they say we don't need to. And rate drops usually hit us about six months out where we feel it in the industry that we're in. So it's like if a, a Fed, they drop it now, we're going to see that benefit in the spring, not now. So anyway, if they, if they do a rate drop this week, it's, it's their concerns are the spring, not today. 
Hopefully we can edit our podcast, but I'm going to say this. Andy, you're exactly right on the <laughs> yeah. – okay, that. that's where we cut. Yeah. <laughs> no, but you're exactly right about this cyclical market. I think we're mm-hmm. finally back to it. For so many years, we've been – we don't know what's going to happen. You, right. you just don't know. And we didn't know – I mean when we were listing houses, I feel a lot better telling people now, hey, in the spring, here's probably what we'll be, be able to get. Right. And before, never – I. I mean, for the last 10 years, we haven't been able to do uh, And I think last year, too, you guys, we felt this a little bit in the fall. If you play back the old shows and you listen, we were kind of saying some of the same stuff. And then it, it all of a sudden it picked up and it was fantastic through the end of December, January, you know, all the way through the spring. Um, but where, where I think that, that that's – think about 2010. Think about 2012. There's people out buying houses and you're like, are these people crazy? I mean, the whole world stopped spinning in real estate. You know, it's like, what are they doing? They were buying on price. They were buying on the, you know, the future values. They were buying on, you know, the optimism of, hey, the rentals are going to stay in demand here. And so it comes down to where, you know, timing things is is always tricky. But I I think that's the number one thing we get asked this time of year. Should I list now or in the spring? And statistically, the spring will be a better time to sell because there's a lot more buyers. But right now there's fewer sellers. So it's actually on paper a good time to sell, too. Yeah, we're going to take calls and texts today, but uh, we're going to do a lot of concentrated on pricing, maybe when to reduce, how to price your home, all that fun stuff, and take texts. And I know we've got uh, we've uh, talked about rates. Uh, you guys, we were just talking about what, what, where are we at now, roughly? You know, the rates this last week creeped up just a little bit, and they were ju- they're between that three point six and three point seven five. That's still that's unbelievable. Yeah. It is. It's I've crazy. actually got uh, a, a fun little uh, infomercial or a uh, infographic that I can read out to the crowd talking about the same house in different decades and what the house payment oh, was, yeah. and it'll actually it'll blow your mind. Well, I'd like to hear that. Yeah. I tell you what, let's let's do. I know we have to take a break, okay. and uh, we'll invite our listeners to join in uh, in the conversation either on the phone if you want to call in your questions, certainly, uh, or use the same number to send your text question six five one nine eight nine. 9226 for phone calls or text messages here in the Real Estate Show on News Talk 830 WCCO. Good morning. Welcome back to the Real Estate Show. We welcome those type of questions either by phone or by text. Again, it's the same number you use, 651-989-9226. Here again, Chris and Andy. Let's grab this text. Real estate, uh, is earnest money ever refundable? Almost yep. always. <laughs> It's refundable. Mm-hmm. Um, there is some. Uh, we had a big discussion on this before. Yeah. About uh, how earnest money really is worthless. I, yeah. In a, in a way, I it's mean, almost it's, a burden. It, it it because if you if you have an offer that's written, you know, Danny, like for an example, somebody comes in, writes an offer on your house, you have your house up for sale, and there's so many contingencies that give them that earnest money back that it's it's more of a hassle collecting it and depositing it than it is to actually the the value of what you would ever get to keep it gives you, you know? So it's like, it's just, it's a, a, in my opinion, it's a false um, sense of security that you're getting by receiving earnest money. A lot of times, unless like we've talked about that, we, 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 several actually agents I've talked about this with over the week that were saying that put some more teeth on it, you know, make a part of it non-refundable, make right. even just by accepting our offer, consider $500 of this to be a gift to you for accepting our offer or whatever, you know. So they actually being a little more exotic, but it actually has a little more teeth to it where the seller can say, hmm, hey, we will put value on this offer, you know. Yeah, and there is ways in which others. to do it. There's there's financing clauses that state that their financing has to be done by then. Otherwise, they accept if they don't close that they do lose their earnest money. So there is ways in which to do that. Uh-huh. Um, and a lot of homes uh, end up being that way. 
The big, I think the big thing, though, guys, is that with the earnest money, um, a lot of times you're better off cutting bait and letting them go because y- you want to get that house back up for sale and not have to cancel a previously written purchase agreement to move on to the next offer. So a lot of times you just say, you know what, eat our pride, give them back the earnest money, let them go so we can get back on to you know, finding a buyer that wants our property. Yeah, makes sense. You have one there? Let's see. I have a two-bedroom condo, condo for sale in the Lynn Lake neighborhood. Um, so, okay, been on the month or been on for two months. Several showings, no offers. De- we decreased the price once. List at one seventy nine. Should I lower the price or take off the market? That brings up an interesting topic. Chris and I have talked about before. Is you know, there's a lot of different reasons when you when you look at when you're for sale. Like, why would I reduce my house or why would I, you know, um, make a move? And like you said, if if you're in a position like right now, you have to make that decision. Should I sit still? pull off the market or do a reduction if you're not having any action. And so I guess it, it comes down to your motivation. If you really do need to sell right now, then you're going to have to create the demand for your property, which may be a price reduction. And there is an or. Uh-huh. Or um, <laughs> maybe uh, do some improvements to be able to get that price that you're looking at as well. Um, and sometimes, you know, you look online. I mean, that's everyone's first impression. Mm-hmm. So what kind of photos do you have online? Um, in a in a condo, uh, a two bedroom condo in yep. the Lynn Lake neighborhood, I mean that's that's going to be a lifestyle, you know, and it's it's a location kind of thing, you know. You might want to put out there, hey, here's the different, um, you know, not it's not just about your condo, it's about what's around your condo, right. and well, so creating that lifestyle um, through pictures on yep. on the listing is is an important thing. Well, and think about this, though, Chris, too. You know, I mean, this is an interesting thing. that A lot of the agents that are out there do fantastic photography or they hire professionals, like the two of us obviously do. And what happens is sometimes those photographs are so great that it actually gives a false sense of what really is being sold. And so you come in there and you're like, well, this isn't bright and cheery like on the pictures. You know, it actually looks a little, you know, dreary or there's, you know, I didn't know there was no window in the kitchen. The, the so that could work it, against you. Or they get to the house and they're disappointed. That's what I'm saying. So so if you're getting showings and you're actually not having anybody write that offer, what I'm saying is they might be getting there and becoming disappointed with, with what's in the house. Now, analyzing that and getting that feedback where you talk to those agents and say, hey, what happened? Most people will tell you the house looks a lot smaller in person than it did online or maybe the colors are different or whatever. That could be fixed with a stager. That could be fixed with a fresh coat of paint. That that feedback, I think, at that point is so important. And us as professionals, here's the thing. I always call agents and I'll say, listen, you know, please give me feedback. I'll return the favor in the future. We need to really know what, what needs to be done here based on your opinion of the market, yeah, which but, your buyer but, but as a, Hold on. But as an agent yep. that has been around and does knows what they're doing, they should be giving that feedback to the seller right away before you even get on the market. And I think that's important, and I think a lot of – Sometimes a lot of agents, you know, don't want to tell people that. I remember in the old that, days. That's, the, that's what I did. That's the key. I'll tell you what. I was like, oh, God, I don't want to tell them their carpet's horrible. You know, let's wait for a few showings prior to the Internet. Mm-hmm. You know, and then um, that – I'll tell you what. that In 1994, it happened to me. I remember this because I went in there and I was competing against two other agents and we're talking about um, the carpet and I'm like – Oh, it looks pretty good. You know, I'm obviously competing. The other two people probably said, hey, it's got to go. Right. Um, 30 days into the market, which back then wasn't – that's not crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, but everyone was saying, oh, my gosh, the carpet. So I kept telling them. They, and they, they looked at me and they said, well, why didn't you tell me that from the beginning? And I said, you know what? You're right. I ended up paying for the carpet and it sold right after that. Sure. And that. that – but that's the thing that nowadays you, you tell them you have to tell them. Well, one last thing I'd say quick before the break. 
sometimes the competition, you guys, changes, and it changes your positioning on the market. Like somebody else comes in, they have a better value, a better view. And what I would say is sit down with your agent one more time, look at the competing properties that are for sale, compare yourself one more time, and maybe make that reset on when, where you're at, relist it. Make an adjustment. Yep, you bet. All right. We have another half hour of the show to go. If you have a real estate question, call it in or text it in. Same number, 651-989-9226 for both phones and your text messages. Good morning. Welcome back to this portion of the Real Estate Show on uh, Newstalk 830 WCC. Welcoming your real estate questions again by phone and and text, as Chris and Andy always like to do, 651-989-9226. That's the same number used for the phone call and the text messages. I had a question. Yeah. Maybe it's not fitting. Maybe it is. You can tell me. <laughs> but I, you know, I see, I see uh, uh, Chris, Andy's uh, handsome picture there uh, on that uh, letterhead. Yeah, that uh, don't re- look like him re- at all. Remax. <laughs> you, are you guys saying I, I got seriously. more handsome since I took that picture? Thank <laughs> re- you. So you guys are kind. Now, what's the difference? And I hope we're not talking competing things here. Remax Advantage Plus, which I'm looking at. And then I saw a sign not far from my house. It says Remax Results. Or yeah. Remax preferred, or preferred. Yeah. yeah. What's the deal yeah. with that? Well, you know, it's interesting, Denny. The uh, the Remax is is one of many, like Keller Williams, Remax, um, Coldwell Banker Burnett. You know, you name it. EXP is a new one into the town now, and they they all have uh, a national presence. And what they do is, you buy a franchise, so you literally can become a business owner in the Twin Cities. And there's multiple owners of of all of the brands. And so, if you look at the broker names, which is usually the predominant uh, name on a sign. Um, it'll, it'll say the brokerage. So it'll, it could say, you know, um, like, like we just talked about those names that you mentioned there for Remax. Yeah. And there's several different franchises and they have multiple locations around the twin cities. So it's kind of cool. It's, uh, yeah. gives you a lot of variety out there and, yep. and, uh, yeah. So Andy and I actually work for different companies, completely different mm-hmm. yeah. companies. So, but you're not, but we're both Remax. But you're both Remax, but yep. you're not really competing because you help each other. If you think about it as car dealerships, yeah. too, think, it's kind of the same concept. Okay. It's like I can All own a Chevy right. that's dealership. He owns a Chevy dealership. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, yeah, that's a, another good question. Um, do you, as realtors compete against each other, um, yeah, obviously in, in some way you do. But I'll tell you what, I look at realtors as a lot more help. Than competition yeah. from a you know because we list it we work with realtors all the time I mean we don't always sell our own listings you know so you have to work with other people and uh, there's a lot of great agents out there that's one of the top reasons people hire agents is market knowledge and, and connections and so it's it's absolutely imperative that your real estate agents out there knowing the other agents knowing the people knowing your marketplace and I think that that is where the value comes a lot of times and also knowing how to negotiate with other agents. You know what? This agent's a tough one. This one's an easy one. This is, a, you know, and so over the years, you get that experience behind you, and experience does pay big time. I'm sure it does. You, you know, in the past uh, multiple weeks, Andy's become Mr. Trivia. He really? does. So yeah. I think he's got another question for us. Well, well all right. gentlemen, all right. Thank you for bringing that up, Chris. Uh, so, why do you think most Americans? Now, this is a national survey. You told me I had to bring it the up. Harris poll. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> Sorry. I made him bring it up. Um, why do you think that? What's the top six reasons why people are buying houses right now? And this is not in any kind of particular bucket. This is across the United States. This is all age groups. Top six reasons. Top six reasons. Job. Number six is moving closer to a significant other. Oh. Number five, closer to friends. This I know this is crazy to believe. Hmm. Number three, health reasons. So probably maybe closer to health care. Sure. Uh, four is moving closer to family. Five is better job opportunities. 
And this blew Chris and I both away. This is from the Harris Poll. This is the top one. The number one reason people are moving across the country is for better climate or weather. Huh. 52% of the buyers consider that to be one of their top reasons they're moving. Isn't that crazy? No. That actually shocked both of us. I think, I think most of us, we I'd see say job. Job, and I also think of economic status. Is it because, you know, someone all of a sudden does well and they want to celebrate that, you know, success and they go out and they buy the fancier house or do the, you know. I can see the family and the significant other. Mm-hmm. Easily, mm-hmm. yeah. Family is another one yeah. I thought too. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Um, oh, there you go. Okay, so I know I I snuck I sneaked a peek at one of his other questions, and one of them that I was really surprised was, is that the average credit score? Yeah. Oh, it's average credit score on approved loans. <laughs> so that that average, makes more sense. Average credit, yeah. That's for so people. I thought this was really for- high. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's actually kind of talk about Halloween. It's a little spooky when you look at the uh, the amount of credit scores that are below, uh, you know, the a- national average. But the average credit score on an approved loan right now across the U.S. and this is the last quarter of the year here uh, is a seven thirty seven. That's high. Well, you know, it's, it's funny, really honey, high. But what's crazy to me is like the people that are oh my credit's horrible. I yeah. I have a, a seven eighty five. You're like, are you kidding me? Anything over seven fifty is perfect, essentially. You know what I mean? But it was uh, it was it was crazy. Um, how many percent of the people, though, are putting uh, down less than 20% right now? This is like fresh off the press. Hmm. Of today's less buyers. Than 20%, less that, than 20%. That have a loan. And it, it's really changed I'd a lot. I'd say 70%. Right on the money. 71% oh, okay. of the buyers right now are putting less than 20% down. That was about a flip-flop in the earlier part of this, the year here. There was a lot of big 20% down or more. And I think it comes down to, Denny, it's the rates. You know, rates are really, I mean, to take advantage of that, you yeah. know, they try to avoid mortgage insurance. But but if but the, I think on your other thing you were saying hey of every house sold what percentage of cash because there's a lot of people that pay cash but this was what percentage of people that did loans how much money they were putting down yeah so that I think that makes a difference well and then here's the other one so a lot of people are super competitive on the interest rates are that they get so what do you think the average national rate was for a thirty year fixed mortgage in the month of September this year September the average na- nationwide all credit scores the average what do you think. Yeah, because all interest rates, I mean, everyone just doesn't get the best interest rate. It depends on their credit scores. Um, I would say 4.1. How about you, Danny? I was going to say 4. Okay. 3.93. You guys are right on the money. Yep, yep. That's cool. Wow. That's all I got. Sorry. How about uh, (laughs) what if your garage floor is crumbling? Should you replace it before putting up for sale? The cost is $14,000 to do it. That's a nice size garage, I would assume. Yeah, it's oh. got to be a good size garage. You know, sometimes, but you have to do it. I, I would agree. There's, it's crumbling away. You have to do it. When I think of crumbling, though, I think of like almost to gravel um, versus if it's just pocked and there's a few holes and cracks where there's a lot of these uh, surface resurfacing products that are out there that will self level. They fill in the cracks and uh, some of these garage floor companies yep. that are out there. Your your buddy that does the garage floors yeah. and um, you feel the great garage great floors. Great garage floors. Uh-huh. Yep. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Um, those guys can come in sometimes and, and resurface the top of that, fill it in with the filler and epoxy it. So right. now you're spending, you know, five or $6,000 and the floor looks like, holy cows, cool versus just concrete. Tony and I just scrubbed it out yesterday as a matter of fact. Did you? Oh, did you? Cool. Yes. They yeah. look so good. Oh, yeah. I mean, oh, I'll tell you, I, I talk a lot about when people go into garages and the, for the most part, when you go into a garage, you open up the door from the house and step on the step and look out. Mm-hmm. And then you turn around and go. That's what most people do. So we always say get everything away from that door to make it look as big as possible but and, and make sure there's no cars in there. Mm-hmm. But when you have that floor, 
it just makes it. I mean, it it gets people starting to think, and they justify maybe a smaller family room downstairs because now the party could be in the garage. And I've heard it so many times. Yeah. So well, it's it's a it's a big thing. And apparently, your buddies all spill, Chris. So yeah. that would be great for you. <laughs> and they just mop it up. And That's why I don't let Andy over anymore. <laughs> That's good. So I, want, I wanted to go back and ask you a question Hiccup? about something yeah, no. you you brought up yeah. about uh, 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 if you see. I've been wanting to ask you guys this for a couple of weeks. When you see a, a for sale sign uh, and suddenly there's a little tag at the bottom that said price reduced, mm-hmm. is there an image that comes to your mind when I thought, is, is does somebody say, well, there must be something wrong with that? I, I'll be honest you th- with you. If, you. if you drove by a restaurant, Danny, and it said price reduced on today's lunch special, it, it yeah. just tells you that, hey, we bought too much. We priced it wrong. Why would they have their special on sale? You know what I'm saying? It's like there's – it just – it. I think it throws out – th- that's assuming people only buy in price. Yeah. And that, you know, hey, we made a mistake. We overpriced it. Come and look at it again. That's It's it's almost an act of – in every market's different. Sometimes it is very effective, and sometimes I think it puts people in the wrong mindset. Would you not agree, Chris? Yeah, yeah. I don't uh, I don't like that. I think uh, sometimes – I would rather, if we reduce our price, I'd rather relist it. As a as a yeah. new price, rather right. than have a have it say price reduced. To well, me, it has negative. a negative connotation. Yeah. That's me. another way to say yeah. it too. The newer yeah. way is new price, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. More same positive. sign, just yeah. different message. Yeah. Same yeah. message. Do you need to update landscaping? We have a texter saying. I I don't know about updating it, but you better maintain well, it. Let me let me do this. Let me throw this at you, Chris. Let me add to that text, and let's say that everything on the house is overgrown and you can't see the house. Now, do you update your landscaping? Update, you have to maintain it, you know, and sometimes you got to take out those trees. And I'll tell you, we've done it so many times that, oh, my gosh, there's a house behind it, <laughs> you know, but you can't see it. And it looks super small, and we've had it, you know, I've been fortunate enough to be able to come in, like, second, you yeah. know, after someone has kind of put it on the market. Sure. Maybe didn't give them the right information, failed, and then you come in and you say, hey, here's what they're looking at, and, you know, and it's just you have to be straight up and honest yeah. with these people yep. because you can cost them so much money if you're not. But here's here's where I I'm going to say this to the listeners now. I would I have a hard time saying it face to face. You you get the the gentleman that you know my uh, I planted this when my son was a little kid and now I'm you know seventy some years old and now the tree is fifty feet high, but it's blocking your house. Let's say arborvitae. Arborvitae are usually the number one predators we have where they block the house and hide the houses. You know it's uh, the, the occasional big juniper or whatever, but Mostly it's the, the – in, in they'll grow up 30 feet wide. They spread out. They've got three legs. you, you got to get those down. Those are those big arborvitas really hide that house. You can't even really see the shape. All you see is the front door and a little bit of the roof. Get those down on the ground, and I would spend a couple thousand dollars having somebody put a fresh rock bed in there, regrading the front of the house to make sure the, the, the pitch is appropriate for the front of the house. Right now, with this much water on the ground, if you're ever going to have a water issue, it's this yeah. year. Go just drive mm-hmm. by any creek or river right now. They're full, full, full. And in the fall, that normally doesn't happen that often. So you are challenging, and I think that that is a, a great investment for multiple reasons, getting that landscape you know, tuned up. Yep, I agree. Um, here's a, What are your expert thoughts on the new Minneapolis initiative just passed in the city council regarding zoning laws in the city over the next two decades? Um, we're getting uh, – we're – we're getting information on that and trying to uh, dial it in, but I think we're going to try to dedicate a show to that because it's a it's a big thing. And it's a very hot topic. It is. To it's a real least. hot topic, to and I think least. we got to bring the right people in um, yeah. to talk about that. Yeah. Right. Tell you what, let's do. Let's. Uh, it's time for a quick break. If you uh, have a real estate question, call it in or text it in. 
651-989-9226. That same number applies to both the phone call and text messages. 651-989-9226. Fair skies, currently 45 degrees here at News Talk 830 WCCO. Welcome back to the Real Estate Show here on News Talk 830 WCCO. You have a real estate question? Call it in or text it in. Here's that uh, number. The one applies to both. 651-989-9226. And here again, Chris and Andy. Yeah, I think we missed a text question, and it's how long is a contract with a listing agent? If it doesn't sell in that period of time, should you find another agent? I guess that depends on you and what you feel that agent's done. But um, typically yeah. contracts are, I mean, between the, the seller and the agent. Um, I always run mine till the end of the year and then July 1st. And depending on when they list it, we do it that way. But yeah. I always have a clause in there. If, I, if I'm not well, doing what I said I'm going to do, you can get rid of me. But be honest with yourself, though. If you're selling your house and you really look at what is what is the real estate agent providing for value to you while they are investing in you and your property, are they not investing in you or are they still running ads? Are they you know out there doing open houses? Are they putting the effort in? And so at the end of the day, a lot of times it's the easiest thing to do is to blame the agent. We need a fresh look. We need a fresh whatever. But honestly, you have to take a look in the mirror and say, okay, am I pricing the house right? Am I getting ready for showings? Am I doing everything that I need to do too as a seller and making sure that it's priced appropriately? You know, and that, the, the hardest thing I think is, is when you're in a situation where you list a house and, you know, Chris and I, we've had exceptional properties where they're either really expensive or maybe they're really unique or something like that where they don't get the showings. That's where that mystery is like, okay, what do we need to do to get that showing? I mean, is it, is it a price thing? Is it the, the photos? Is it, you know, what, what's really going on there to get that market to be interested in your, in your product? But I also think, you know, you, you have to know what you're doing from the very beginning. You know what I mean? And you got to set them up for that. And I think by that time, when you do that and, and everything's right, Hey, you did the repairs you had to do. You cleaned up, you allow showings. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've had people that won't allow showings. I mean, you got to let them in. Right. And, uh, and it's got to be clean. It's got to look good. And then you got to price it right. You know, with what your competition is. And then you also have to be cognizant of average market time in that segment. Sure. So if you're selling a $5 million home, I mean, those take a year or two years. And right. so if you start, complaining after two weeks, I mean, well, it right. might not, I mean, you got to kind of look at it, you, the you, whole thing. That's fair. That's very fair to think of, you know, the, the market saturation rates and to understand that, you know, put yourself, if you're selling that caliber of a home, put yourself in the buyer's shoes too. And there's so many opportunities and options for you in that price point that you, you, it's unlimited. I mean, so honestly, mm-hmm. that is a, um, an, a real interesting argument to be had there where you talk about, you know, the price being higher and having mm-hmm. fewer fish in that pond. It's totally true. But when they do nibble, you better be ready to set the hook because that buyer, sometimes they go away. I mean, so if, you, if you're if you not in town or you're whatever, that's where the real estate agent, knowing that, will usually help you saying, hey, I'll run over to the property before the showing, get all the lights on, get the music going, you know, whatever we want for ambiance to make that house sell itself. Take and, advantage of who you get for yeah, sure. Yeah. But I think, you know, a lot of houses out there are um, out there priced because that's what we have to get, mm-hmm. not what it's worth. Yeah. You know, I mean, you start seeing that. And, and then there's at some points, you know, well, and, the, and that's where it becomes yeah. the agent's fault. You know, hey, this is what we have to get. If we can't get that, we can't do it. And all of a sudden, right. you know, hey, I, I always ask people, I said, you, do we want to list it or you want to sell it? Mm-hmm. Which one do we want to do? Because right. if we're going to list it, hey, let's try it and see what we can get. If you want to sell it, we want to get the most money we possibly can. Right. And that doesn't always mean list it super high. 
Right. No, you know, I, sometimes I it means listing it low to be able to kind of create that excitement and maybe drive that price. Well, and, you know, people that are naturally wheeler dealers, a lot of times they'll price their properties thinking, hey, I'm going to have a wheeler dealer that's going to want to buy my house. And what's funny is that I find that it's the opposite. I think that Minnesota Nice, a lot of times people wait until you price it appropriately before they even look at it or before they even actually want to write an offer on it. They don't want to have to argue to get your house. They want you to price it appropriately so that they can come in and feel good about their offer they're writing. So Yeah, and a lot of people will come in and say, you know what, hey, yeah, I do feel good about this, but gosh, I'm going to try to get a deal. But in their heads, they're like, hey, we'll, we're going to kind of get there. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? That we're going to try to make it happen. But a lot of people don't just go in to say, heck, I'm going to, you know, it's at 500. I'm going to give you 400. Will you take it? That doesn't happen a lot, you know? And then, so you don't? Okay, forget it. I'm going to go to the next house. Unless you do As I'm, I'm nervously giggling, laughing, because <laughs> I've been on the other side of that. Um, but, you know, it just depends. How long have you been on the market? How long have you, you know... And it comes down to guys as this. There's supply and demand. The marketplace is driven by the buyer. The buyer is the one that establishes what that house really worth. We think we know what it's worth. But ultimately, at the end of the day, you got to find the buyer that's willing to pay that. So marketing is important. Getting out to find as many buyers as we can to find the one that will pay the price that makes you feel good about selling. Yeah. I think you got to get the agent and the seller got to be on the same wavelength. That's a, that's a big thing. And I think a lot of times sellers don't want to tell the agent, you know, because they think they're just going to, oh, gosh, I'll just go tell someone. Well, we can't. We can't do that. Yeah. So be upfront. I mean, hey, I've got to get out of here. I remember, I don't know how many years ago, but someone told me, hey, everything's fine. It's great. Hey, if we sell, we sell. If we don't, we don't. Well, they're going into foreclosure. You know, and they're missing payments. And I mean, now all of a sudden it's like, whoa, all right, now we got to kind of get, we got to, we got to switch the way it is, you know? Well, with that clock ticking, options are taken away. So you absolutely, in a distressed situation, have to move quick. All right, a little out of left field here. I was going to say in the spirit of Halloween, but then I thought, <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's perfect. Have you guys ever run into a client or a home that they believed was haunted? <laughs> absolutely. You have? Oh, yeah. Definitely. And I'll tell you what, this one was. I was in it and I was, I mean, the clients knew it, but it was a good ghost, you know, and the person who bought it uh, felt that same thing and was totally fine with it, mm. you know. You know, actually, it was. Uh, I just was showing my daughter, actually, the, the local paper where we live up in Champlin was just focusing and showing, showcasing. They have a, a haunted house tour and they actually have all these, you know, old pictures that are generals and whatever that used to live in these houses and somebody died and they still haunt the – and they put the – I couldn't believe it. They put the addresses in the paper of these houses and it's up in Anoka, people driving around looking at these haunted houses. People are fascinated with haunted houses. I mean, not just this time of the year. They actually give tours. There's actually a historical society gives tours up there. Just by the way, if you're ever looking for a fun evening, it's actually a, a lot of fun. I so, don't know if I'd want to buy a haunted house. I know. Well, but this is what I'd say back to you. Prove it. Yeah. I mean, other yeah. than you might have faulty lighting and you're, you know, the breeze blows through the wall because it's <laughs> and then the light. That is one of the moves. things you don't have to disclose, though, paranormal activity. Um, if you feel there's paranormal activity. Wow. And you yeah. actually experienced something. Or you just I did. It. No, there's no question. I mean, it's just, and, and maybe because they told me it was. And then so every little was this noise like you New hear. Was New Year's Eve? Or was no, it, no. This is listed a, a house. Was it a friendly ghost, Chris? Or a, a, yeah, it was. Yeah. It, it was okay. a, a, a few of them. Mm-hmm. But I, I mean, it was just kind of like, oh, that was weird. I talked to an agent one time um, that was talking about that. And she said she literally got pushed down. Mm-hmm. You know, and she, she fell over and she swears to God that's what 
She didn't fall. She got pushed. I was a couple years ago. We were sitting in the herself. house. I was doing an estate sale, and the the kids were all sitting around, and then we were talking about dad. And she says, "Dad used to always just take care of the house." The bulb goes out in front of us. It burnt out right in front of us, and everybody goes screaming. They're like, "Oh my god, dad's here!" <laughs> and it, you, you want to believe that? And I I hate to say it, but I just eh, I'm not into it. I you know, no offense, but I just I don't think it. Yeah. I know yeah. there's other people that just totally disagree with me, like Chris. I'm going to bring you to a house oh. that I know of. It's still around. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Are, are the owners still there? <laughs> uh, I'm not sure. It was not It was not my buyer. But oh, okay. uh, but if it was real, wouldn't you say? They men- tu- they, you they're the a, ones that mentioned it. Wouldn't that be a tourist, a tourist attraction and you could sell tickets and come see the ghost and you could make money <laughs> if the zoning allows it? It's not Casper. It? I mean, and they don't. Next question. <laughs> I had to ask a Halloween question. I just, I, so. I just had to. Because oh, I, I know so. we have, we've got about a minute or so uh, left yeah. in the, the show. And hey, if, you want, if you want to uh, see more of Andy's trivia, you can go to andyandrooney.com. That's, uh, or if you want to contact us, you can certainly do that. Yeah. What yeah. about uh, some uh, open houses? Some open houses. Any, any, we got a number of them. Any open houses on Halloween? Not on, Ooh, on Halloween. Halloween actually, night. actually yeah. that is Thursday night, so I'd have all my new yeah. construction models probably. Well, we'll probably pass on it. I, you know, the thing is, is that you you obviously want to be safe, and, and it gets sure. dark pretty darn early right now. And with all those little trick or treaters running yeah. around, it might be. Hey, don't you have volleyball on Thursday? It's Thursday, right? You have. It's I Halloween. Have Tuesday, I have Tuesday, but oh, okay. la- last year we did. We had our sections where they were right on Halloween, and we had to put up a sign. And I felt so bad because I love Halloween. I, I, I'm the guy that hands out all the. You big know candy. he de- dresses up. Oh, too. Of course, of course. You know he and, does. and I'm the guy that has the house and the music going and everything. And, and I had this. I was so upset that we had this volleyball game. Made a, I actually made a sign with my sign machine that says. At sectional volleyball, go Rebels! Candy's next door with an arrow because I felt so guilty that it wasn't about candy. <laughs> you know. You give it to the neighbors to give away? Yeah, and they did. They were very nice. That's awesome. All right. So open houses this coming weekend. Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to be in um, Prior Lake. Today, tomorrow. And those are actually on andyandrooney.com as well. And uh, I've got one that they just redid this kitchen. I mean, it's like a $150,000 remodel. Wow. It's fantastic. I bet that looks beautiful. Yeah. Only $630,000. With a 150 kitchen. My goodness. That must look spectacular. I bet it does. All right, guys. Happy Halloween to you all. You the same. We'll uh, we'll you. see you back here uh, one week from today with more real estate talk. Welcoming again your uh, questions, your uh, texts, and your phone calls here on News Talk eight three zero WCCO. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out of market regular season game on your favorite streaming devices anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.